Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there. I'm so excited to have you today. My name is Rachel Wojo, and you are listening to the Untangling Life podcast. I have a special guest today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Today, my friend Carol Kent is hanging with us. I am so excited to be here, Rachel. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Well, you know, I've had the privilege of working with you for the past four (laughs) years at Speak Up Ministries. And before that, we had an author mastermind group where both of us participated. It's been going on for about eight years. That's crazy to think about. And I have shared the story in other settings, but I've never really shared how our paths crossed and we became connected on a work level. So I wanted to be sure that our listeners understood a little bit of our background together. One of the things that we did as mastermind authors was just met with other people and we talked about our ministries and how we could better use our ministries for the Lord, how we could connect with one another and really work in community the best that we could. And so I could hardly wait to attend Speak Up Conference. And I know 2020 was a really terrible year for so many people in so many ways. But for me, 2020 was pivotal because I finally could attend Speak Up Conference because it went virtual. Yay. (laughs) So there I was at the conference and you asked me to be a part of one of the sessions. And we talked about how we have this author mastermind group where we help one another. And it created this little buzz And everyone kept saying, what is that? How does that work? And after the conference was over, I realized the Lord had still had that brewing in my heart. And as a friend, I sent an email to you and I said, I just have this brainstorm where the Lord is saying that we can draw your people together in community. They really seem to want to grow more. Here's my idea. And I thought that I was just doing what we typically do in our mastermind group, where we give each other ideas and we help each other along. And the interesting part was when you came back to me with an email and you said, this is fabulous. Will you lead it? (laughs) Because you are a delegator. (laughs) Well, I, I could not believe that God had put this on your heart, Rachel. And the other part of it is that If you ever have an opportunity to work with a like-minded friend who shares your passion for the Lord, who shares your mission and your vision of what you believe God is calling you to do, it's great to hang out with those people and dream together about what God could do and how you can combine what you do. Like, Rachel, you're strong in areas that I'm not strong in. Mm -hmm. And I I had this e-list of people who are interested in writing, speaking, and leading. And you just fit so perfectly with that missing piece that I needed for a long time. So thanks for saying yes. Uh, Well, this is the part that I didn't tell you. I shared this at Speak Up Conference this past summer, but 
the part that I didn't say at Speak Up Conference. Well, first, I'll tell you the part that I did say at Speak Up Conference so that everyone listening can hear this. I shared that you came to me and you said, will you lead it? And I thought, Lord, who am I? Surely she has the wrong person because I had just experienced losing my daughter the year before. I felt like my mind was not as sharp. I was still in a grief fog and still trying to process things. And I just felt like I maybe wasn't the right person. And I shared that at Speak Up Conference, how the Lord came back to me and said, no, you are the right person. But I didn't share this part. And that is there was an immediate conviction by the Holy Spirit And that conviction was, he said to me, I am giving you a front row seat to learn how to best walk through grief and loss and heartache Mm -hmm. with one of the strongest women in the ministry who has walked this journey. She has experienced grief and heartache and loss and continues to experience it. And I'm giving you a front row seat to learn from her. Why would you not do that? That's what the Holy Spirit was telling me. I've never shared that part before. Wow. And I did not really know that piece of why you said yes. So I'm so encouraged by it. And the joy that comes when you are connecting on a spiritual and an emotional level is hard to put into words because Rachel, we have fun working together. (laughs) We we are both very focused and disciplined and we keep our lists and we love crossing off the things that we accomplish. And so it has been such a delightful joy to work with someone who is like-minded. So thank you again for saying yes. Well, thank you for being here today. I wanted to share a little bit about some of what I've observed in you as being one who has worked a little more closely with you. And one of the things that I think is so fun when I sit down with you and Jean and when Matt and I have an opportunity to sit down with you and Jean is how you fondly reminisce about your parents and how you speak of them. I wondered how long it has been since your mom graduated to heaven. Well, it has been a little over five years, which is hard for me to imagine. We're actually coming up on the sixth year when we approach the holidays. And my mama was such a mama of prayer. And I, I look back on my growing up years and she was quick to pray out loud with her children. She was would gather the six of us. Can you believe I'm the oldest of six children? Uh, we have that in common too. We're from a big family. And she would pray over us for our needs at school, for relationship issues we might be dealing with. And she made us know that prayer was a very vital part of living a life that mattered. And so I grew up with that kind of a heritage, and I'm so grateful for it. I believe that I get sort of a front row seat in watching the Speak Up Conference unfold from that prayer background and how that is so integral to everything that we do at Speak Up, that there's this prayer team covering every moment of the event and not just the event, but the people who are coming to the event. So it's easy to see the effect of your parents' prayers on your ministry. But what about the impact that your mom had in her prayer life on your personal life, especially as your story unfolded over the years? 
Well, Rachel, in the beginning, when I first started speaking and writing, I remember Mama saying, Carol, give me the list of everywhere you're going. I am going to pray for you as you prepare messages to share at women's retreats and conferences and outreach events. And I am going to pray for you during the events. And so, Rachel, from the very beginning of my public ministry, I knew that those events were saturated with prayer. And then God led me, after I had taught Bible study fellowship for a few years, to gather a group of women together who had a story to tell. And they, or they had a love for the word of God, but they weren't really sure how to put an outline together and how to make sure they had a clear, concise description of the gospel. And so I started what really became the very first speak up group in my living room with about 11 women who just wanted to learn how to talk for the, the glory of God. And so prayer became a very important part of that as well. And, and then, uh, Jean and I had been married for a number of years. Our son was grown. He was a Naval Academy graduate. And uh, he met and married a previously married woman who had two little girls. There were multiple allegations of abuse involving the biological father. And uh, it appeared that he was going to get unsupervised visitation with these little girls. Jean and I, in the middle of the night, got a call that changed our lives we were told our son had been arrested for the murder of his wife's first husband. And we went through two and a half years and seven postponements of the trial before he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. So I needed my mama's prayers more than I had ever needed them before in my life. And uh, I know you know what that feels like because you have known great sorrow. I don't think that it matters what the circumstance or diagnosis or whatever situation individually we go through, the power of our praying parents cannot be underestimated. And I continually seek to be that praying parent since both of my parents are now in heaven. The Lord has definitely replaced them in some ways with people who pray for me. But I read your book, 2019, I read your book, When I Lay My Isaac Down. Even after knowing you as an author, as a, as a fellow author for many years, I was so drawn in by the scriptural principles and the Bible promises that you clung to during those times. I really believe that that book is one of the pivotal books that changed my perspective. I'm an avid reader. I love to read. And so it's one that I still tell people about today. I could not believe that the godly woman I admired so much in you had endured so much heartache. And I really felt like you lived a different life than what I could wrap my head around. I felt felt like your life of being a speaker and writer and author is so prevalent that I almost forgot that there's this whole other experience of your life that happens around the holidays when you go visit the prison, on your weekly visits with JP, on all of the opportunity that you have to walk in pr prisons and speak your testimony and glorify God in front of these men and women. 
behind bars, but I just wondered maybe for those who are listening, who haven't heard of you before, or who have heard of you and haven't thought about this side of what you endure, what effect has all of this had on your parenting? Oh, it's had a huge impact on my parenting because my son is now behind the razor wire with a life without the possibility of parole sentence. And in Florida, they call that a toe tag sentence. It means your child will never, ever get out until he is dead on a slap with a tag on his toe. It is the rest of his life. And so my my role as a parent uh, is to encourage to pray, to help my son find purpose in every single day. And obviously he is on a compound that he can't leave, but he's there with 15 to 1600 men at any given time. And he can have huge purpose in ministry by mentoring men, by starting athletic programs with them that increase dialogue about who God is and and just being shoulder to shoulder with those men. He can organize and lead organizations like the veterans group behind the razor wire. Uh, He's been president of Gavel Club, which is like Toastmasters on the inside. And so, Rachel, we started to say, Lord, as parents, give us the creativity to know how we can best assist our son. And we launched speakupforhope.org, which then allows us to purchase books that are needed for Bible study programs or to have a meal brought in to one of those groups Jason leads. And we find that through praying with him during our visits And praying for him when we're just at home saying, Lord, would you bless him today with a divine encounter where he has a chance to share his faith? Lord, would you give him the joy of using what he knows about you to impact the life of someone else? We're finding him with ministry that matters. And that means you can serve Jesus anywhere and you can live a very full and rich life from anywhere. But wow, do we keep hit that boy covered with prayer all the time? Yeah. I can't even imagine as much time as I spend praying for all of my kids individually and collectively, how um, that must just be a part of your, your mindset every day and a natural part of what you're whispering to the Lord as you go throughout your day. I know that the hearts of mothers are important to me for many reasons, having been a stepmom, a special needs mom. I've filled all the mom roles, so to speak. And I know that the hearts of moms are important to you. Why are they important to you? I think because I watched the difference that my own mother's prayer life made, not only in my life, but in the lives of my four sisters and my one brother, I am so aware that the very first recourse for a mama needs to be to go to the Lord in prayer. I would have an issue that would come up after I was married and I would, I would call mom. The first thing she would say was, have you prayed about it yet? (laughs) And it was just that reminder, do it now. And mom reminded me by example, you didn't have to go to your prayer closet, whatever that looked like, and be alone in a dark room to pray. You could pray with your eyes wide open. And Rachel, right now, as I'm 
looking at you on the screen during uh, this conversation that we're having, I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying that God will just fill you with great joy and with great creativity and wisdom as you deal with your own children. And as you move into the next area that God has for you in ministry, and as your, your books are released in the future, and as you have speaking engagements. And so I really believe that prayer for every mom needs to be as natural as breathing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Jean and I do is to go on walks together on all of our at-home days. We travel a lot in ministry. So on our at-home days, we walk three miles a day and we keep our eyes wide open and we just take turns praying. Lord, would you bless Jason right now where he is at that prison and give him just incredible joy in his life right now. And and then Gene has a 94-year-old mom that he just saw last week. And we say, Lord, would you reduce mom's pain? Will, will you just give her just some laughter in her life today? And so as we make prayer as natural as breathing, and as we pray with our eyes wide open, and as we think about the needs of people, we can form those thoughts into prayers. And that becomes a natural part of how we then impact our own children with the need to pray. I love that so much. I often say on the podcast that whatever activity I am doing, I try to attach prayer to that activity. And sometimes it's related to the activity and sometimes not. So if I'm folding laundry, then I pray for the child whose laundry I'm folding and it continues. If I'm cooking a meal, I pray for to be nutritional and for them to see the value and to give us a beautiful meal together. So all of those things I think are so important. It, it is so important to focus on prayer as natural as breathing, just making it a part. I think that one of my very favorite things about you, and this is kind of personal, but you know me, I go straight to the heart <laughs> of a matter, is your laugh. Your ah. laugh is so contagious and it makes other people laugh when they hear you. You give it so freely and I enjoy laughter. I enjoy hearing it, but would you explain how humor and laughter has really been an, a critical part of your life? Well, soon after Jason was arrested, I had a doctor's appointment and I remember being embarrassed about possibly seeing people in my community who might have heard about his arrest and I got back into the examination room and the nurse came in and took my blood pressure. She said, my, we're a little high today. And I thought, lady, if you only knew, my son's just been arrested for murder. I, I was so overwhelmed. And then I remember her patting my arm in a very kind way. And I burst into to, uh, tears and she looked at me and she said, oh, honey, the exam isn't going to be that painful. And Rachel, I heard myself laugh out loud and it startled me because I didn't know if I would ever be able to laugh out loud again. And I started to realize, you know, the Bible says a merry heart does good like medicine. And I started to think of ways I could insert humor into my very hard story mm -hmm. because people can only handle so much heaviness. Yeah. And and we know that that laughter is healing. 
it aids in in uh, giving us the release of endorphins that make us feel better. And so I know that because God designed laughter, I need to laugh as often as I can. I need to make other people laugh as often as I can. And I need to encourage people who are going through hard places. And Rachel, I'm guessing we have a few moms listening today or watching us today who are going through tough times. And I want you to know, don't ever feel guilty about laughing out loud when you're going through a hard place. Uh, God designed you so it can be a release. It's the best thing you can do. Yes, I love it. So that sort of brings me to a recent project that you worked on. And I was so privileged to be a part of this beautiful project Ah. called Life Lessons for Moms, Stories of Love, Laughter, and Wisdom for a Mother's Heart. I would just love for you to share what compelled you to put this book together. It's such a pretty book. I love it. It is It is really a beautiful gift. But what launched this is that I was sharing platforms with a lot of Christian leaders who would share with me what they learned from their mom that was helpful to them. And I started to think to myself, how could we put that into a devotional style book that would have stories from women who had moms who impacted them greatly and had them pick one life lesson they learned from their mom, but share a verse with it, share an application of how it touched their lives. And I thought that could be inspirational for other mothers. And so I was so thrilled that Christian Art Gifts said, we'd like to publish that. And I am praying that it will touch the hearts of moms and all those who read those stories and say, wow, I'm learning how to be a better mother because of the stories and the devotional style writing in that book. And I think that one of the sweetest parts of this book for me, um, not only that I had the opportunity to submit one of the little devotions in it, but I think one of the sweetest things is that it's so easy to digest that you can just grab it in those few minutes that you have while you're waiting in the car line or while you're waiting somewhere else in a waiting room. It's very easy to slip into your purse, I think. And then also, I just love that it's so beautiful that it's something you could leave out on a table and you would feel like, oh, I have a minute. I'll grab that as I go by or keep it out on your desk. It's just so pretty and so convenient. And then, of course, Life Lessons, it has stories of love, laughter, and wisdom. So some of my favorites in here are the ones that make you laugh. Um, Liz, Liz Curtis Higgs, oh, that woman just makes me crack up. So I love her entry in there, but I wanted to thank you for allowing me to be a part of this beautiful book. I will definitely provide a link in the show notes and I say show notes, but really people, you just scroll down a little ways and there's a link there that shows you how you can get this book. And then Carol, would you share with us how people can best reach you or how they can connect with Speak Up Ministries? Well, I would love to hear from you. You can go to carolkent.org and contact me 
from my website. And if you want to go to Instagram, I'm Carol Kent Speaks on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also go to author Carol Kent on Facebook. And I would just love to hear from you and to have you hear about what's going on in life and ministry. And Rachel hangs out with me a lot at Speak Up (laughs) events. So I know you're already a fan of hers. So by uh, connecting with me, you will also hear more of what she's doing as we work in Speak Up Ministries. Well, thank you so much for being a part. Would you close out our session today with a prayer for anyone listening who could just use a word of encouragement on walking through the life lessons that they are enduring, but they really want to see come to a place of wisdom and encouragement? I would love to do that. Oh, Father, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation Rachel and I have had today. Lord, we know there are many moms who are listening to us, who are walking in hard places, and it might be that there are financial difficulties right now, or they have a special needs child, or they have a child who is just running away from you, or they're struggling because they're juggling in a troubled marriage, how to make a living and know what steps to take next. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we know life is hard. And I pray that they would just call out the name of Jesus, that they would realize that you are our helper, you're our healer, uh, you're the God to whom nothing is impossible. And I pray that we would bring our impossible situations to you and say, Lord, I lack wisdom. Will you give me everything I need to make a choice that's important? Lord, help me to feel your presence surrounding me today and help me to look around and find one person who needs help more than I do and reach a loving hand with an act of kindness toward that person and watch how even in the middle of my own struggle, you bring joy and even laughter into my life. Father, I thank you for Rachel and for this incredible podcast and for the way you are using her to help mothers everywhere to find fresh hope and renewed faith. And Lord, we thank you for this precious time we have spent together today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, listeners. Have a great day. And remember, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.